0: Cardinal Burke spoke out against the concept of ecological sins recently in an interview with the Wanderer. But better than that, though, the Cardinal defended the throwing of pagan idols into the Tiber River, which served as an endorsement to the opposition against the madness we have all watched going on in Rome these past few months, and even beyond Rome, as we now have reports of mommy like idols appearing in Italian parishes and references to that demon appearing in official diocesan documents in the United States. We can think of these words of Cardinal Burke as good news of sorts, as an encouragement to actively resist these maniacs, and as coming from a cardinal who is widely thought to be papal material, and that should always be considered good news. So let's dive into this story because Burke and other cardinals have been reaching out directly to the laity more frequently, offering words of encouragement to us to maintain our rigidity. But first I wanted to take a moment to thank the patrons of this channel. Your generosity has greatly helped this channel to grow, and to keep these videos coming. If you want to become a patron, there are links to Patreon and Subscribestar in the description of this video, as as well as other options. As always, I'm also taking submissions for the blog, ReturnToTradition.org, with an email address for submissions also found in the description. This channel is supported by the viewers of this channel, so thank you for your support. And now, on to the news. Today's story comes from The Wanderer, and has largely been overlooked by Catholic commentators, probably lost in the cycle of more controversial stories that commanded the headlines lately. The interview was written by Don Fire, and it was published on December 26th, while most Catholics were busy celebrating the Nativity of our Blessed Lord. No, I'm not going to read that whole interview. It would be beyond tedious to listen to, more so than my usual content, but here are a couple of highlights. A link is found to the full interview on the Sources blog, which is the top or second-to-top link in the description of this podcast. The first highlight is on something that has bugged me, since the modernists in Rome began pushing the so-called synodal way on the church, which would require restructuring the governance of the church into something more akin to the dying Anglican church. Question. Two prominent themes that have emerged from the Vatican in recent months, as well as from the Pan-Amazon Synod, are synodal conversion and ecological conversion, Can you explain what these terms are meant to convey and what their effect on the church will be? Answer from Cardinal Burke I must confess that I, too, do not know the precise meaning of these two terms. I have suspicions of what is behind them, but the people who are using them do not define them, and I think this is very pernicious. The church does not need a synodal conversion. She had synodal structures from the very beginning of her existence in history, and the Church's law has always provided for the respect of the bishops in union with the Holy Father in terms of having leadership of the Church. In turn, pastors should always respect the legitimate concerns of the faithful, a principle that is enshrined in the 1983 Code of Canon Law, see Canon 212. I fear that what is going or what is behind this is a sort of democratic or very Protestant idea of the Church in which, suddenly in our times, mixed meetings of clergy and lady, as is going on in Germany in their so-called Sonata way, because somehow determinant of Church doctrine and discipline, apart from the Apostolic tradition. This is simply nothing other than a going away from our Catholic faith. With regard to ecological conversion, what I see behind this is a push for worship of Mother Earth, In truth, our mother is not the earth, our mother is the Blessed Virgin Mary, in the sense that she gave birth to our Savior. We do not have another mother, certainly not a pagan idol like Pacamama, which is very revelatory of what is behind this whole business. Likewise, ecological conversion is being used as an argument for a one-world government. This is a Masonic idea, an idea of completely secularized people who no longer recognize that the governance of the world is in the hands of God, who entrusts it to individual governments, nations, and groupings of people according to nature itself. The idea of a one-world government is fundamentally the same phenomenon that was displayed by the builders of the Tower of Babel, who presumed to exercise the power of God on earth to unite heaven with earth, which is simply incorrect. What we truly need is a religious conversion. In other words, a strong teaching and practice of faith in God, and obedience to the order which he has created us. In my judgment, these terms are very insidious and are being used to promote a certain agenda, which has nothing to do with the Catholic faith. As far as the environment and ecological conversion goes, the church has always taught respect for nature. This is why it is taught that man is the steward of God's creation and that he will have to render an account of the creation for which he has been entrusted. God created man in his own image and likeness. That is with intelligence and free will, precisely for the mission of stewardship of the earth. This is what should be taught to people, not a so-called ecological conversion. Okay, so let's review what we just heard. His response there sounds like something out of what many would call the more fringe voices in the Catholic commentary community, myself included. (laughs) Burke correctly calls this new synodal way Protestantism and notes its linkage to masonry and idol worship. All of which, when most of us who point out these obvious linkages, when we do those kind of things, (laughs) we get called lunatics and schismatics. The link between the Lodge and the push for one-world government should be obvious to anyone with more than a passing knowledge of the history of the Church and its war against the Lodge in Western history. Yet for many Catholics, the link between sustainable development and control over countries and local peoples by global powers is being overlooked and isn't appreciated for what it truly is a satanic move that stands in opposition of everything the church stands for, and it's probably laying the the path for Antichrist. But let's continue. Another point worth highlighting is the dumping of pagan idols into the Tiber River, actions which catapulted one young Catholic into the realms of international notoriety, while simultaneously pushing Francis to apologize to idol worshippers for their false god being given the proper Catholic treatment. Question. Question were the were actions of Alexander Shugel, who removed the Pacamama idols from Santa Maria and Transputina and threw them into the Tiber River, an act of theft. What are your thoughts regarding the foundation of the St. Boniface Institute? Do you encourage formation of other lay apostolates that will enable the Orthodox faithful to speak out? Answer from Cardinal Burke. In this case, it was a question of idolatry. Alexander did not steal anything, but rather purge the temple of God of pagan idols, we have many examples of this in sacred scripture, most famously the Maccabean brothers as recounted in the Old Testament. In the 8th century, St. Boniface chopped down an oak tree that was sacred to the people he was evangelizing. In fact, this, kind, this type of purging is a standard occurrence when missionaries go about their work of evangelization. At a certain point, after people have embraced the Christian faith, the missionaries destroy their pagan idols. The people are delighted by it because the Christian faith has freed them in Christ. They want to be liberated from pagan idols and other kinds of diabolical influence. So what Alexander did was perfectly right. It was an expression of Catholic faith. I have been acquainted with Alexander for several years, and am now following carefully the St. Boniface Institute, which he has founded together with other devout Austrian Catholics. I have a great deal of hope for what this apostolate will be able to do to protect and promote our Catholic faith in these times of great trial, confusion, and division. My understanding is that the St. Boniface Institute will be for the whole church. It was founded in Austria, of course, but the issues it will be addressing are international in scope. Alexander has come to the United States and visited other countries as well since the Pacamama incident. I listened to a speech he gave in Virginia just a couple of weeks ago. It is very clear that he is addressing issues of the universal church. His work, thus, is not limited to Austria. I do encourage the formation of other lay apostolates in the name of the Orthodox faithful so they can speak out and defend the Catholic faith. In fact, I would like to underscore that because today there is tremendous spread of confusion and error in the church, and sadly many bishops are silent about it, all of us have a responsibility to defend our Catholic faith. In these times, it may be the lay faithful that need to show the real leadership similar to the manner in which Alexander has. End quote from Cardinal Burke. Okay, so I'm going to deviate from the rest of this interview because, like I've said already, reading full interviews is especially tedious to listen to. I want to zero in on something Cardinal Burke said here. He mentioned the St. Boniface Institute, which was started by Alexander Shugel in the aftermath of the throwing Pachy Mama into the river incident. Let's have a look at the mission statement from the St. Boniface Institute for an idea about what this new organization is about. From their website, which is again linked on the sources blog. Quote, With increasing incomprehension, millions of Catholics the world over have been observing the recent developments in the Catholic Church, which seem, for the time being at least, to have culminated in the idolatrous ceremony held in the Vatican Gardens. The gradual banalization and destruction of our beautiful Catholic ceremonies and traditions, and the watering down of Catholic teaching, have left many of the faithful sad and deeply disturbed, and have driven many others, particularly in Africa and Latin America, into the arms of various protestants and other sects that offer what appears to be a clearer more unequivocal message it is our aim to rally those who do not want to bow down to mother earth those who understand that it is the mission of the church to show us the way to save our souls and to live as disciples of christ rather than to participate in secular politics and to adulterate the teachings of our lord for fear of offending the exponents of the current zeitgeist no to paganism in the church no to the globalist agenda in the church no to the ongoing destruction from within the saint boniface institute was founded to give the catholic laity the possibility to speak out our headquarters are in vienna austria in the heart of europe the city where more catholic masses are celebrated every day than anywhere else in the world except in rome itself and it is from here that we want to lead our fight against any enemies of our church we are in contact with many similar groups all over the world which in true catholic fashion, are working towards one and the same goal, a restoration of the true faith and of its centuries-old traditions. End quote. Okay, so that's good stuff in general. Shugel, and I'm probably saying his name wrong, and my apologies to him, Shugel founding this nonprofit is part of a larger movement going on in the West as we speak. There are numerous small Catholic legitimate non and small LLC organizations that have launched since the crisis of modernism really got a boost under this pontificate leading many Catholics to feel the need to take up the work uh, that the hierarchy by rights should be doing, but in these cases is limited to things the laity can legitimately do without claiming the authority it doesn't have. Remember, we are in a hierarchical church. In this case, Shugel is engaging in advocacy for the restoration of the full Catholic faith. We're seeing more and more of this kind of work happening among laity to the very real need to defend and promote the faith that is going largely unaddressed in our age of modernism, when the forces of secularism have essentially grabbed hold of the reins of power in the Church. If the week continues to be a slow news week in the Catholic world, then I'll have news on an even bigger foundation for promotion and defense of the faith that's been launched, so stay tuned for that. So what do you think of this? I know that some want more than words of encouragement from the likes of Burke, but given that individual bishops do not operate on equal footing with the papacy and with the rest of the hierarchy, and given that it is impossible for Burke or others to remove any of the modernists from power using any institutional methods of the church, I don't really see any other options for Burke and others beyond offering words of encouragement without crossing the line into opening himself up for excommunication, like we've seen so much lately. But maybe I'm wrong. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comments. But whatever your take is on this issue, keep praying for the liberation and exaltation of the church. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.